I needed that today. Thank you. It's all good. Uh, okay. We are live. Episode 159, starting you off with two very good-looking individuals. I just told them off, off air here real quick. They kind of, I don't know if it's going to help my day, ruin my day. I'll see how this thing pans out. But as you can see, good two good-looking guys. Adam Bent with Scout, Austin Floyd with Attention Labs. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Adam, I think we're talking seafood. We're talking seafood, yeah. Like fish. I don't. We're gonna. We're gonna get into it. Give us the story. What's uh, what's Scout all about? When did it start? Yeah, we started back well, 2014 as a side project that lasted for a couple of years. We commercialized in 2020, uh, and we make we make tin fish, and we're making it actually taste good and making it more uh, approachable for the U.S. consumer who's only used to tuna in a tin. Interesting. And so are you, uh, uh, when did that actually, so you said 14, but like, did it start getting going later or, or you know, yeah, really we, we launched the commercial version and in, in the commercialized version in 2020. So we've been, we've been scaling since 2020 when we launched into Whole Foods uh, in June, 2020. G give us a difference there when somebody hears you commercial versus whatever else it, that may mean. For sure. The the brand was started by my my co-founder, Chef Charlotte Langley, who's a seafood chef, and she was messing around her commercial kitchen for a number of years with her own recipes, basically refrigerating her her seafood recipes in, in tins, but they weren't shelf-stable at the time. Um, so that was the artisan kind of side hustle uh, part of the business that lasted for four years, and then it started to get some legs to actually have a full, full market opportunity. So commercializing was us scaling up, building our supply chain, getting our co-packers underway, and um, and then actually like bringing, you know, professional products to market. Where are you? I'm specifically in Vancouver. That's where I'm based, but our team is spread out. We have operations in BC, uh, where, where I live in Vancouver, Prince Edward Island. Uh, we source from Canada and the US and then now Mexico. Understood. And so uh, it's funny enough, I had tuna yesterday. So this is perfect timing. Um, and, and when I bought the tuna, there's a little store right here near our office. And like when I need, uh, everybody knows I talk about protein stuff like that. Um, I, I needed an extra source because I was having some eggs and I needed an extra source of it. Um, and so tuna is makes perfect sense. But as I was eating it, I, I kind of remind myself I don't eat enough of it or I don't I don't have as much access as to it as I would like, I think. And that's for another thing. Meaning um, I'm okay with the, the meats and things that I, I primarily eat for my proteins, but I love, as I was eating it, I love having that other source. It, it makes me actually, it makes me feel better. Like it, it's very clean source for me, uh, depending again, if everybody out there, somebody's already pre-made it or puts other stuff in there, find out what it is in there. Um, uh, but anyway, going to it, so is that the primary product is tuna and it's in a tin where that most no give it to us no i mean like the 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 market in north america has been mostly tuna since when we all grew up with tuna when you think of canned fish in america it's tuna you don't think about any other species maybe some salmon maybe you've seen sardines but bumblebees starkest chicken of the sea these are massive you know brands doing hundreds of million if not billions plus in revenue and they've kind of dredged the ocean of tuna and we've we've only gotten used to that on the american palate and then in Europe and other parts of the world, uh, there's tons of biodiversity in tin seafood. You have everything from like crab, mussels, oysters, scallops, razor clams. You know, the list goes on and on. And there's tons of species that we can be eating that are delicious, 
just as high in protein as tuna and a lot of other nutritional density and benefits. But we just didn't grow up on that. Instead, we have cheap one to $2 tuna cans that we, you know, dredge in mayo. And then we put between two slices of bread. That's kind of the status quo of how we all grew up. But now the category has changed a lot. And since 2020, we've been driving a lot of that biodiversity, trying to get consumers to look at canned seafood differently. It's an open eat protein. You don't have to cook anything. And then we've added different, you know, blends, spices, and seasonings to it to make it taste good. So our our top product is our canned lobster, which is an lemon olive oil. We have uh, rainbow trout from Idaho. That's with sunflower oil and dill. Uh, organic mussels and a smoked paprika and fennel tomato sauce. So when you're eating lunch yesterday, you could have taken any of our products and just eat it on a salad, you know, bed of greens really quickly, some crackers. Um, and it really is that open and eat it uh, kind of, you know, use case that we've been really building on. That's interesting. Uh, let, let me yeah. let me recap that to you to make sure I'm on the same page. So yours is in a tin as as like when I think about starfish or one of these, right? Um, the uh, you don't do tuna or is tuna also? Oh, we do tuna, fair, but fair, but fair. we had to do tuna. Okay, yeah. fair. But these other items, which sound delicious, um, they they're shelf stable. Yep. Um, shelf stable, so they would sit on the shelf in the same arena, right uh, next to, it, and there would just be more options. So. For, for an American, uh, I don't know what it's like, uh, you know, up in Canada, when they look at it, is it still something of education? Are they still learning or has this been in market? I, for me, I just haven't recognized it. I don't, I don't go to that aisle very much anyway. Is, is it, is it something that you're having to educate the consumer on right now? For sure. And I mean, the, the fly was happening. Tinfish is having an insane cultural moment right now. It started in the pandemic where the pantry started to be celebrated again and people were rediscovering these kind of older ingredients they could easily cook with. Um, and then now if you just Google TikTok tinfish uh, or just Google news tinfish, it's all over the internet. Um, it's blowing up. It's like this recession proof food, but then there's that um, laissez-faire cuisine, the kind of European influence around it that makes it kind of a cool cultural capital food. And you don't have to cook. Um, it's a really easy protein. So the, the category has changed and all these retail buyers are looking for new brands, new species, and trying to just build up away from tuna, which is still 60% of what's on shelf in the center of the store. Um, but we are seeing huge momentum now with, with other species and then a lot more European brands coming into the marketplace, taking advantage of it all. You, you noted, did you say lobster? Yeah. How do you, so how would you do that? Like, because when I think of lobster, I'm thinking expensive. I'm thinking that little tail, you know, you're at Ruth Chris. Sorry. Yeah. I said a chain. You got a problem with that. I said it. Okay. I said it anyway. Um, right. Um, and it's delicious. I mean, again, if you, if you're into it, let's, there's some people who are going to be, okay. I don't need it. Uh, it's delicious. Um, but I can't imagine how you do that. Right. You'd have to manufacture it in some way, get it in there. Is there another source of a product in there to make the volume bigger or is it a hundred? Oh, it's hundred percent. Get, walk me through that and then give no, me some it's, it's all natural products i mean we don't we don't use any preservatives or stabilizers or, or any additional ingredients that are going in the tin are to in, are to enhance flavor and they're all natural ingredients so i mean when you think about tin seafood in general you're basically pressure cooking seafood in tins that's the easy way to think about it so seafood gets loaded in along with the seasonings and then it's it's vacuum sealed so there's no oxygen that's going in there anymore and then they're pressure cooked so the product's fully uh, shelf stable. I hate to use the word commercially sterile, but there's no, you know, pathogens or anything that can actually get in or bacteria development on the seafood because it's in a, it's in a tin. Um, so it's like frozen in time is the way that you can think about it after sure. it's been cooked. 
Um, so we use broken claw, knuckle, and tail meat in our in our lobster product, and then then the olive oil is added in with that with a bit of sea salt, and then it's off off to be cooked. Give me a price. Give me a price, though. So um, again, you're in Canada, but but so give give us the equation. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 most we're mostly in the states in terms of sales, but um, the our products range from seven ninety nine for like the mussels and the trout up to twelve ninety nine for the lobster. Got it. And so uh, at twelve ninety nine, it it could I consider it a single serve, but I, somebody could utilize it for probably two servings, right, or two occasions, uh, especially if they're maybe going to throw it into a larger salad or, or have a topping, uh, or not, right? You just take in the full. You're taking the full tin. Yeah, if you're selfish, eat the lobster on your own. But yeah. uh, a lot of yeah. big use case for our, our more premium products are our seacuterie boards. So people are often entertaining and adding it with different olives, meats, cheeses, nuts, that kind of thing. And then um, they are, uh, you know, you can you can translate them into multiple servings to kind of work them into a meal. So the other use case is being used as the primary protein source in meal. And then we have our new snack kit line that's launching uh, this month. And those are more grab and go 30 grams of protein per snack kit. Um, we package those It's an individual tuna tin with olive oil, and then you get a spork and then a separate, a single serve crunchy topper blend that we've made chili crisp, za'atar and chili jalapeno. And it comes in a, in a pint shaped container. So you crack your tin, put the tuna in the pint, you crack the single serve crunchy topper, you pour that on, you mix it up and you get all this like crunch and flavor and color that you're not used to really getting from tin fish. And that's designed to be consumed by by one consumer. Um, you know, it's it's a single serve portion, and it's for grab and go convenience. Versus our lobster, trout, mussels, smoked albacore, wild pink salmon, which is a little bit more meal time uh, and and multi serve. And also, is that going to be shelf stable as well, or is that in a fridge? Yeah. Yeah, it's also interesting. Interesting. I love I I love those things. Um, I love again anything protein, um, uh, protein centered. Um, as I talk a lot about, um, uh, I like building. You know, again, if you're talking pure nutrition, I like to talk about whole foods, right? Uh, eating whole, nutritious, dense foods. I also like talking about building your plate around the protein. Little little uh, helpful caveat yeah. too: eat the protein first, folks. Eat the protein first. Um, so um. I love those types of things. And so, and the other thing is on the back of that, it's something that I've noticed more because I have young kids is, uh, is the, the touting of protein now on these grab and go items. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just bringing it up again. It's totally generic, but like a Lunchables, I notice now how they're like punching out the protein uh, call out. And I, I liked that a lot. Um, uh, and so I think there's a great market there. I do consider this premium. You would agree there, right? As far yeah, as it's, okay. it's a premium brand and, and, the, and the premium line that we launched, we started with more premium products and are working our way towards more accessible price points. All of our products are sourced and produced in North America. So we're paying fair wages. We have responsible sourcing standards. We're category leaders in responsible sourcing and seafood, everything certified, sustainable. We're B Corp, 1% for the Planet member, MSC, uh, Sustainable Seafood Partner, and the list goes on. Done a lot of work on the supply chain side, which is why our products cost more. Because a $2 tuna tin, the, the hidden cost or the unpaid cost behind that labor and the environmental abuses going on is why it's so cheap. Um, and we're very different. We're not a 
come up better for you and better for the planet. And the snacking line that we're launching is retailing at $5.99. So it's a pretty accessible price point. It's more protein than a bag of jerky. It's a dollar or two more than some of the leading bars in the space. And it's way more nutritionally dense without the same level of processing or powders and that kind of thing. Where, where um, so you're getting the nutritional density of a meal. Where, where will that launch? Like, mm -hmm. where are you going to get some of that? Uh, Whole, Whole Foods in the Northeast in March. Oh, cool. uh, it'll be available in Thrive Market in February. Yeah. Very um, cool. And then uh, H-E-B April. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I will, I mean, again, I, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. You know, it's interesting. All those things that you identified too. I mean, you've got, uh, uh, walk me through, let's go back a little bit. Um, as far as yeah. distribution point, are you in Whole Foods for your tin products? Yep. Yeah. We're, we actually just launched nationally right now. We've been in the Northeast for two years and now we're global. So our product is arriving on shelf this week across the States. Um, and there are, they're one of our biggest retail partners. We're in about 2000 stores overall. And we, we started in Whole Foods in the Northeast and really focused on specialty and natural channel. And now as we've kind of built out the premium products and of looking at, you know, further opportunity to scale up, it means that we have to have more accessible price points for mass and conventional. And, and that's the genesis of, of the snack hits was being able to take everything that we learned from how folks were using our, our more premium products at mealtime or for entertaining, and then translating that over to something that was more of an everyday item, a grab and go convenience item um, with all of our same sourcing, you know, guardrails and, and brand standards that we have with the, the initial product line. Interesting. Uh, it, that's what's fun about these shows. I mean, I'm, how I'm ever long, I'm, whatever you say, 159 plus I did 20 other, like, I don't, on purpose, um, for the brands that I don't know, I don't look them up. I don't even like do research. It's also, it, it has nothing to do with your brand. I get people telling me all the time, I've never even heard of you guys. I go, no shit, we're so small, you would never even heard of us. People are really confused about when brand, they think brands are big, small, and the like. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. It's really fun. But like, when you're talking, first off, kudos to you. You are very well articulated. You know your business, and I love that. I got some of these shows, not to say it's the all the, the other ones. I've called them out, the good ones to say, everybody, don't get upset at me here. Uh, is you know the business and you describe it very well, Thank which you. is really important, um, especially because you are in this really uh, important category, number one, and one that I think does have a lot of room to grow. hundred percent. You know, it, it, you're, you're a big protein guy, right? And, and the, when I look at the protein category and we thought like, if Scout were to make a bar, what would our bar look like? Because the joke in our space, right, is that everybody eventually makes a bar. There's 40,000 sure. bars, excuse me, in the States. And, and we have like this insatiable protein um, need in the market, but everything is like chocolatey, nutty, and fruity in that category. Some of the adjacent products like I want organics and what you make, um, move into that more savory, salty kind of side of things. And we wanted to lean into that too. You know, brands like Epic are an interesting bar, uh, a product between a jerky and a bar. So our, our snack kits are, are really designed to kind of fill a bit of a gap where we can offer more protein than the bar with the same level of convenience. Uh, but with more nutritional density and real, real whole food. Please don't do a bar. Um, <laughs> don't, do a bar. Don't, don't start getting fancy and all of a sudden it's a shape of a fish and all that. Don't just, please don't. <laughs> please just, 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 just. Um, good stuff. Uh, Scout, I'm going to get your info up there. Good stuff. Uh, I, I, good stuff. I, I, I will, I will support. Um, so I Thank look you. forward to, to doing that. Uh, Austin, 
Yes. I said ATTN. He's like, no, that's attention. Well, no shit. What am I thinking? Of course it is. Uh, attention Labs, give it to us. Yeah. So we're uh, ads analytics an attribution agency. We do a lot of uh, influencer whitelisting now. Um, the main premise of who we work with is CPG e-commerce. So anybody who is looking to kind of do the Whole Foods launch or is in the process of like Whole Foods or HGB or whatever that looks like, our main goal is can we increase D2C sales while also increasing exposure in specific areas with influencers and people of whatever, like thought leaders, uh, someone like yourself, Mark, that has the ability to um, essentially lend the credibility, social proof, and the ethos of that person to the brand to kind of like blow the product up in a specific uh, area and space. Yeah. He said thought leader, folks. <laughs> I may have a thought. I don't know. I may have a thought or two. And I just fired off without even... Anyway. Um, good stuff. Attention Labs info, Austin's info right there. Adam's info for Scout right there. Great having you on. Next time, your hair doesn't have to be so perfect. And then all the other stuff, fellas, okay, we get it. Okay, we get it. I love it. Thank you. Enjoy, enjoy Thanks the for week. having us, Mark.